Hey guys and gals, this is Big Wave Dave on Big Wave Sound Media. Um, coming to you live with a first episode slash introduction. I kind of wanted to just jump right into it. This is my first episode once again. Trying to give folks a pretty good idea of what it is that we do here and uh, talk about and discuss. And uh, really, the reason I kind of got into podcasting, you know, uh, well, first of all, I just want to let you guys know I am a working Joe. Just like you, blue-collar guy, I, um, hell, uh, honestly, I hate to work. Um, I like doing stuff like this where I get to sit down and talk to people and, you know, let them know what's going on in my life or, or anybody else's life. And uh, we are going to have some co-hosts soon on this show. What we like to talk about, really, is um, controversial topics going on in the world that your favorite news media might not be covering. Um, of course, you know, you got to throw... Got to sprinkle in a little pop culture here and there and uh, make folks aware of some drama. Folks love drama. You know, <laughs> my, um, one of my close friends is always telling me that, uh, David, why do you watch that stuff? Why do you listen to that stuff? I don't get it, man. It's just it's just so interesting to hear how uh, uh, Kanye West is going crazy again, you know, or uh, somebody trying to buy a $60 million jet with uh, donations from their church. You know, it's just... Just good stuff, you know, just, and you never know what's going to be out there in the world, uh, just waiting for you to cover, but mainly, 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 we're going to be talking about um, relationships most of the time. I love talking about relationships. I think those are um, one of the best topics to get people's energy going, get people's, uh, well, prehistoric energy, really, is what I want to say, because, um, and, and why I say prehistoric energy it's because um, you never truly see someone come out of their shell and uh, get emotional like they do when they talk about relationships. Trust me. And this is not a shot at women. No, not at all. Of course, we all know, even women know, that um, you're very emotional creatures, of course. And that is not, that is, again, that is not a diss. That is not to put women down or anything like that. But it's true. You know, now, now, of course, you know, in my life growing up as a teenager, I've been a pretty emotional guy. I'll just put myself on the chopping block there. I have had some, and, and some women will attest, they will come on here, if I do co-host with them, they'll come on here and attest to you that I have had a pretty emotional past. But um, in any case, getting on with what it is that this episode is about, this episode slash introduction, now that we kind of got that crap out of the way, you know, don't want you guys to think I'm talking too much about nothing. Um, I did go on Instagram a couple days ago, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, anything you could think of where I could push my message and let some of my my close friends here know that I will be talking about a very controversial topic today, uh, which is the the SARS movement in Nigeria now. Some of you folks might be asking, what the hell is this man David talking about? Now listen, for you uncultured swine out there, um, <laughs> the SARS, right? So that is, you got to think of Nigeria first, right? Yeah, think of Africa and then think of Nigeria. So the SARS is the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, right? And I'm going to just kind of give a little description of what these guys are and how they got started. The... Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And uh, don't hate on me. I am on Wikipedia. Oh, please do not. 
the super nerd, super intelligent folks out there who absolutely know everything in the world, do not message me and say, ah, you're on Wikipedia. Hey, look, I'm just pulling up what I can find. Google knows everything, so I trust Google. Um, (laughs) The SARS was a Nigerian police force unit created in the late 1992 to deal with crimes associated with robbery, motor vehicle theft, kidnapping, cattle rustling, whatever the hell that is, geez, and uh, firearms. Um, it was a old part of the Force Criminal Investigation and Intelligence Department headed by a old deputy inspector general of police named Anthony Obiti. Now, you guys can look that guy up because, you know, um, I really don't care for him if he is the head of this group um, by which the events that took place that I'm going to talk to you about today. <clears throat> anyway, so they have been linked to a few, I'll say less than, uh, less than uh, <laughs> standard police operations and uh, controversial situations, for example, Kind of like what's going on in the United States. We got extrajudicial killings, um, forced disappearances, extortion by government, um, torture to citizens, framing of citizens, blackmail. I think framing and blackmail are pretty much like the same thing. Uh, kidnapping men, women, and children. Illegal organ trading. Wow. Uh, armed robbery of people. Home invasions. Again, home invasions, armed robbery, same thing. Um rape of men and women yikes and uh, child arrests we're kind of getting our own our own things started here in america with child arrests you know those two goofy cops that arrested eight and six year olds i'm not sure everyone was six year old anyway but yeah you know that's just some of the stuff that we got going on the more worse things of course uh polluting bodies of water by illegally disposing human bodies so you guys uh I really want you to put your thinking caps on right now and just uh, walk down with me, <laughs> walk down this pathway of tyranny that uh, SARS really has just uh, just been just been on. You know, walking on the backs of Nigerians, the good people in the good community of Nigeria, just um, having to deal with this. You know, they finally decided in uh, this year of October 11th, I guess, to disband it and rename it. SWAT, uh, SWAT being the Special Weapons and Tactics uh, Unit, but I mean, I feel like that would be the <laughs> the uh, the equal of taking a Ku Klux Klansman, telling them that, hey guys, we can't wear all white hoods anymore and all white. Start wearing all black. Start wearing all black hoods instead. We're not called the Ku Klux Klan. We're called the New Nux Nan. New Nux Klan. You know. <laughs> <laughs> some dumb, some goofy shit like that, you know. In any case, you know, it's it's your run-of-the-mill government uh, tactic. Try to rename what the organization is so people don't think it's the same thing. But, again, you know, I'm always talking to my friends about this. I don't know what it is with different countries and their governments thinking that their people are just so ill-educated that, we're not able to tell the difference with these types of things or we're not able to see behind the smoke and mirrors, you know. Um, and I don't have any good examples of that right now, but I'm, I'm sure if I looked them up, we could probably find them. Um, I mean, a lot of people say that 
9-11 was an inside job. I'm not getting into 9-11. You know, too, too many people have been affected by 9-11 to really try to break that down and start jumping into, ah, there was, it was a planned explosion and you know, all this stuff. Look, man, you think what you think. I think what I think. Just like this election. Anyway, going off too many tangents. Back to what uh, the point of this is. So there was a there was a um, serious situation, I'll call it, that took place with the SARS, right? So, and this this really is what kind of caused me to. Get up on my soapbox and make this episode for my friends here and just kind of bring attention to this whole thing. Um, I'm sorry, it's just it's just really this is really horrible. Just reading through all this. Basically, what had happened here in uh, one of the largest countries in Jesus, one of the largest countries, one of the largest uh, cities in Nigeria, uh, Lagos or Lagos. Sorry, Ni- sorry, my Nigerian friends, if I am butchering that name, please excuse me and my Americanness. Um, a number of people, right? And I've seen pictures and the gruesome photos and videos of this just this atrocitous act, right? A number of people have reportedly been shot dead uh, and or wounded at a, pro- a protest against police brutality in Nigeria's biggest city, Lagos. Once again, so there was a, a civil rights group named uh, Amnesty International, right? They were basically there trying to protest SARS because, as I described, they're basically a terrorist group within their own country, kind of like the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, sorry, I just did that and breathed all on it. Just breathe all on the mic. <laughs> anyway, come on, guys, got to get serious. Um, basically, a lot of people got killed during this protest, um, needlessly to say, you know, needlessly to say that they, that, that this did not have to happen that the way it did. Um, and, and the governor had the, the gall to put a 24 hour curfew in the city of Lagos and other regions, Right. Um, ever since these protests and this horrible situation has kind of taken place, right? Uh, people, the, the the state has decided, right? The city has decided to, uh, the state has decided to rename SARS uh, to SWAT, right? They're like, oh man, this, this we have a great idea. This should. This should really change uh, people's mind about the police force that we have created to go out, rape, steal, terrorize, shoot, rob, uh, take cattle, and uh, basically frame and set people up with. You know, to calling them SWAT should give them a much lighter ring. You know, now we can do the same thing, but they'll blame another group. Just absolutely genius. Uh, anyway. Uh, these folks, they thought a great, they had the great ingenious idea to go to this protest and, uh, 
while these people, these folks, these beautiful people, you know, all of my black people, all my brown people are beautiful, right? And I'm always telling my buddies when I meet up with them at parties, you know, look at all these beautiful black people in one place. Anyway, they met up with these protesters, right? And they cut the video feed for most of the goings-on, right, in the public area. And to try and disperse them, some of the police had the genius idea. Some of the SARS folks had the genius idea to fire shots into the crowd, right? Fire shots into the... They say they fired shots into the air first. I don't believe that. I believe that these people fired shots at the good people in Nigeria, of Lagos, all right? The good people of Lagos suffered heavy losses for no reason, no reason at all. And it's kind of like what African-Americans go through today, right, in America. Not exactly. Now, I'm not going to say that uh, uh, it's never happened in America or that it's happening so often that... uh, I could compare it to what happened at Lagos. No, not at all. But still, just as an example, you know, just waking up and feeling like you have a target on your back here, okay? No matter what you do, whether you're um, whether you're living your life, you're swimming, chilling at your pool, you're barbecuing, trying to cook with your family, you're playing with your children in the front of your house, or you're just trying to, you know, lay back, relax, and... Uh, Roll up a uh, a tobacco cigarette <laughs> for all my uh, quote unquote tobacco cigarette uh, smokers. Doing air quotes here, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, you're just trying to just trying to enjoy your time off, just trying to relax, just trying to have a good day, really. And if someone comes along and they got a gun in their hand with a group of six other people, six other men and women, and it's just like, oh, hey, um. We've decided that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fuck your day up today. We're just we're just we're just gonna kidnap your kid. Um, we're gonna run in your house, take all your shit. We're gonna um, take your cattle, uh, take your money, and uh, maybe maybe if we're maybe on a good day, we're gonna take your life. Okay. Um, I just don't know. Okay, right. I've I've had some pretty crappy situations in my life where I've sat down and I thought. God, why have you created humans? They're so terrible, right? And just as a kid, you know, of course I grew up, I got past that. I know that different different folks, different strokes, you know, everybody's going through their own bull crap. Everybody, in the great words of Bill Burr, everybody's eating eating their own crab sandwich, you know. So why do you got to make mine worse than yours? Why are you you trying to make mine worse? Um, All that to say that Nobody deserves to have their privacy invaded on. Nobody deserves to be living in peace, having a peaceful day, um, trying to get things together for their family for the next day. All they're thinking about is getting those bills paid, feeding their children, loving their wife and family, giving a little passion back into the world, giving some good energy back into the world, right? And next thing they know, they turn around and they're, being gunned down, they got a gun pointed at them. They got somebody with a knife to their throat. They got somebody trying to take take away their peace, take away their ability to relax and try to restore some of that good energy they put into the world today. 
to continue to have it go around and twirl around. Now, I think this is a good segue into what I wanted to talk about next, which is the corruption that is going on in Nigeria. I really wanted to touch down on this subject because I I felt as though, you know, I don't want any any of my black and brown sisters in the world, right, in the world to feel like because Black Lives Matter is just kind of kind of a thing in America, really a popular thing in America here where it was created for the police brutality that is behind a lot of uh, the televised killings and the recorded killings we're seeing today. You know, back in the day, a lot of folks weren't being, they weren't able to record this kind of stuff. You had to wait until Timmy the fucking... Timmy, the fucking journalist guy, took it back to the local news dispensary, right? Printed that shit after like three or four hours, <laughs> waiting for that printer to come on up. And then then we would find out there was like a local massacre. But by that time, if they had found out you was trying to print that, they burned the whole bitch down. Excuse me. Getting a little emotional with, uh, with explaining what's going on. Anyway, I'm here to just kind of explain the pain that these folks are going through. You know, not only were people shot, but you got buildings being set on fire. You got all these other things kind of taking place because of the direct result. It's a direct result, right? A direct result, really, of what happened in Lagos. People are upset. You know, I could probably compare these to the riots that are taking place in America now for the George Floyd killing. You know, again, good. I think this is a great kind of transition into what I wanted to talk about today. Or in the, this, this, this next transition here, you know. Um, basically, I wanted to look up a list of... Nigeria's most corrupt uh, folks, right? 20 most corrupt politicians. I wanted to see if maybe I could find like five, maybe maybe like nine, ten. They gave me 20. <laughs> they gave me uh, 20 people here that I could just kind of roll off. But before I get to that, I want to talk about the president, right? The presidency of uh Nigeria now usually their presidency in their elections you know there's about 70 candidates that they try to choose for uh presidents but those uh, 68 of those folks really 68 of those folks okay uh they're just considered civil society alternatives they're not really this is just in case like people really don't like the two big parties that are running it's kind of like how it is here. You know, if you're an independent party, you might as well get the fuck out of the race. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, who we got here uh, running for that, or currently in charge, I should say. Uh, Muhammadu Buhari, um, a.k.a. the general. He was running against the vice president, Atiku Abubakar. And... Uh, I'll just say it like this, after doing a little bit of research. One is a playboy, you know, he gets his money, he gets to it, he loves the people, but got a little bit of conspiracy behind him. And then you got Muhammad Buhari, 
Muhammadul Bukhari, excuse me, if I'm saying that incorrectly. Guys, don't kill me. Don't jump on me. And he is uh, he is hardcore loyalty, man. Like, I'm talking, if you do not appreciate the regime they are building, they will kick your ass, okay? Like, whippings, torture, beatings. They do not screw around, okay? And you're talking about a guy who decided to run in 2015 um, coming out of a deep illness, okay? This gentleman... He, man, it runs deep with this guy. He he was determined. He had that Kanye West determination to become the victor of that election. I would not be surprised if he um, threatened his opponent here. Which, by the way, um, fun fact, his opponent jumped out of the race and started to uh, basically installed this man as the winner. He started to fund his campaign. He flew him around on his private jet. Pretty much gave him everything he asked for. You know, and again, um, I can always like a guy who's about uh, loyalty, right? But when you're when you're talking about somebody, all right, who is whipping people who refuse to queue at bus stops, I'd have to say that that's a bit much. Excuse me, I'll jump back for a second there. But yeah, still, um, again, I, I don't know if I can exactly align myself with somebody who is willing to whip your ass <laughs> if you don't queue up at a bus stop now. I'm not from Nigeria. I don't, I'm not a thousand percent sure what that means, but I'm sure it just means that you're... You're not uh, calling your your place out in line, or you're not uh, getting ready to get on the bus again. I, I'm gonna have co-hosts, right? This is just like part one of this episode. I'm gonna have some more. I'm gonna have some actual folks from the country who have experienced the quality of life, things like that, the politics, the work life, education. They're very educated individuals, and uh, we're gonna have them all. But um, yeah, so. What I would like to kind of bring up about this gentleman, again, aside from that, his running mate or his opponent, um, Atiku Abu Bakar, uh, a.k.a. the tycoon, right? Both these gentlemen are very old, by the way, very, very old. It's not like how we do it out here in the U.S. These gentlemen are, uh, I do not believe they should be running for office. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're 70, they're, they're like wise and all that good stuff, and they're in their older years, but I think we need a, and this is a different conversation that we should have some other time, but the younger generation, right, we need to be put in charge more often, given more responsibility so that we can learn to take care of these sorts of things, you know, and um, just allowing the same old farts, you know, same old folks to stick in their position of power really opens up a pathway to um, basically a situation where you have a country that that, that just doesn't change. You know, you just got folks who are very complacent. They love the fact that they are um, getting paid. They're getting their benefits. But enough of that tangent. Going back to what I was talking about with uh, the craziness behind SARS and whatnot. Um, These folks have been protesting this craziness for years, right? They've been protesting this craziness for years. 
Um, and again, I'm going back to this list of folks who pretty much have been stealing money from Nigeria. Now, I'm looking at their quality of life index here from Nabil.com. Okay, I, I trust these folks. Um, it looks like they got a lot of information based on um, consumers who travel inside that state, outside that state, or that country, I'll say, in that city. And um, I'm just going to go through some of the stuff that I'm seeing here based on their quality of life. Now, it's saying their purchasing power index. Uh, wow. They put it down as pretty low, you know, which is a pretty good sign that in a country where your purchasing power is that low could mean that there is a disparity within the economy. And I'm not an economist, but if there's any indication of what it's like here in the United States where everything costs so goddamn much, but then uh, people aren't getting paid um, the same amount, right, for their work, or they're not getting paid based on the economic status of the country itself, then uh, we may have a problem here. Okay. But uh, they're saying at least they have great health care, according to this, and their, uh, their climate is great. Um, the cost of living is low, which... You know, at least they got that balanced now. But I wonder how that kind of translates to the nicer areas of Nigeria. And um, then you got the slums. Of course, every place has a slum. Uh, but, you know, you got the, it's like Monopoly. You got the brown pieces on the board. And then you got the, the blue pieces at the very uh, the very other end of the board. You know, which, which pieces are we talking about here? Um, in any case, going back to that list of uh, folks who have been basically assumed or uh, they have been called out here for their misdealings of Nigeria's treasure, you know. With any good country whose people are in a disparity of economic status and uh, they got to get out of that country so that they can find a better education, find a better job, get paid more, send money back to their country. You got to look to their political leaders. You got to look to who is in control of the treasury, who's in control of the state and the money, right? Follow the money. So again, I have a list here from austinmedia.com. I looked around uh, locally here, right? Now, Austin Media, try to make sure I did some background checking on these folks. Um, Looks like these folks are uh, pretty well pressed. These folks are legitimate. Checking them out, making sure this is not just a clickbait website. And I did a little bit of homework on them. Okay, they do a quite uh, they do quite a bit of work here and quite a bit of research. Okay. In any case, now number twenty, sitting at the Nigeria's top twenty most corrupt politicians, right? We got, and I please forgive my <laughs> destruction of this gentleman's name. We got Coyote Feyemi, right? Now, he is accused, right, of stealing a uh, 40, whew, this governor stole a whopping sum of $40 million from the country treasury and stashed some part of that loot in Ghana. And has also been reported to have bought a bed for over 50 million naira. Yikes. I don't know about you. But a bed costing 50 million naira. Man, 
uh, that bed better be massaging my back, rubbing my feet, giving me good sex at night, <laughs> giving me breakfast, doing my work for me, fam. It should be doing my work for me while I'm asleep. But yikes, I mean, that's just that's just number 20, 40 million, 50 million, number 20. I, I cannot wait to see the rest of this list. This list. So next on this list, we got Ralph Reg Bissola. And I'm not going to go through the entire list. I'm just going to go, you know, I'm just going to go like a couple people. I'm not even going to do rough next. I'm going to go like jump to number number 10 or something. I want to do like three. You know, then I'll jump to number one. Now, number 10, we got Babu Tunda Fashola. Babu Tunda Fashola is a Nigerian lawyer and politician who is currently serving as the federal minister of works and housing. Yikes. If he's just as corrupt as a gentleman I know at the uh, who is in charge of housing here in the United States, not going to say any names. <laughs> uh, moving on, he served two terms as a governor of Lagos State. Not surprising. From 29th of May 2007 to May 2015, the 29th day, he was the poster boy of Ahmed. Tinubu, both of them looted Lagos dry and left it in debt. Babtunda Fashola <clears throat> drilled a borehole for over 100 million naira per each borehole and built a kilometer road for <sighs> 1 billion naira and then stole over 900 million dollars worth of naira. From his time in office of 2007 to 2015, my God, it's starting to make sense where all this oil was going because I did hear, right? I read that Nigeria is an oil-rich company. Many places in Africa, right? Oil-rich. But then you got guys like this who are selling, essentially selling the lifeblood of its people to more than likely the United States, other countries like the like Afghanistan, you know, other places that need oil, China. Anybody who can basically get their hands on it, they're selling it out. They're they're, they're stealing it out of Africa because Africa it's it's rich in resources, you know. This is not first they started stealing people and then they they just said, "Hell, let's go back. Let's go ahead and use their own people against them and um, steal resources." You know, just like in the Congo where they're digging up those batteries, those cell phone. That that that. I'm sorry, not batteries. Jesus Christ, David, what the hell are you talking about? So what I'm talking about in the Congo, and I'll get back to this list of crappy people we got here. Basically, in the Congo, they have uh, children. Anybody who can dig up a element that is used in cell phone batteries and the creation of cell phone batteries, um, and these poor kids, man, being again ripped from their homes, kidnapped, taken away, or possibly even sold. To these uh, these mines and these caves that hold this element, just so Africa can sell it real cheap, export it real cheap out of the country. They should be making these places pay a lot more money. You know, this is this is the element for cell phone batteries we're talking about, right? Africa should be swimming in money. This is basically this is basically Africa's. Um, <laughs> what was that element? That Black Panther. But this is Africa's vibranium right here. <laughs> Um, 
that element, you know, and it's just so crazy how many countries, how many companies are paying into the um, the deaths and the slavery that has taken place in Africa just so they can sell us this piece of shit iPhone. These crappy, just, just you know, maybe I shouldn't say iPhone because I want to get endorsed, but, you know, who wants to be endorsed by something they don't truly believe in? I've been saying all my life I hate my iPhone just because of how, just because of how, uh, and I'm going to get back on topic, but just because of how, uh, redundant it is, you know, it just, it forces you to buy Apple products, it forces you to save everything in an Apple formatted style to where when you want to move, and I know they've created things to help you transfer that stuff to Android, but you know, it's just, uh, it's just so, it's so tedious and difficult, you know, that um, it should be illegal to uh, do what Apple did. When they got when it got revealed, they were basically forcing people to upgrade their phones or get basically stall it out and make you get a new one. But back to back to this list, <laughs> went on a whole tangent about this guy and his uh, his boreholes that he put in Nigeria. Yikes! In Lagos, who is sitting at number one? My God, <sighs> Woo. Oluskan Obasanjo. Chief Oluskan Obasanjo was a former Nigerian military head of state and political leader who served as military head of state in Nigeria from 76 to 1979 and later as a Democrat, Democratic elected president of Nigeria. That is not good. He was serving from 99 to 2007, was the first democratically elected president in Nigeria. Was he democratically elected? Also a member of the People's Democratic Party, he stole $25 billion from the from 1999 to 2007 from Nigerian Treasury. He also stole $16.4 billion from power sector alone. E Yikes. Now, again, these might not be real. Okay. I mean, of course... I'm going to go ahead and make sure these are legitimate. I did say I did some research on this, folks, but this, some of this does sound a little bit far-fetched. But if any of this is true, um, this would explain a lot of the disparity that is going on uh, economically in this country. You know, you just got um, folks who are absolutely greedy, you know, just selling their people, selling their lifeblood uh, from their country to other countries to abuse it, basically, and now... You got someone in power who is basically laughing in the face of its countrymen when they get shot, when they get killed, and they get told to disperse and tell them, ah, you shouldn't protest. Uh, I don't care if you protest or not. I don't care. He's basically telling them, you know, he doesn't care that they get killed. So my message, really, my big message to people right now today on this very long podcast, I know I've talked for quite a while, is to... Just give this a bit more attention, right? Pay a little bit more attention, if not a lot of attention, to the craziness that has taken place. Show your support to this this uh, this dear land of Nigeria. I've never been, but again, I have friends who have lived their lives there, right? In this beautiful country, this beautiful city, this beautiful state. Um, and to just sit back and watch what's going on. I can, Of course I can feel for them. You know, of course, as a black man, I can feel their pain. I've I, I've never, ever had a family member 
get shot or get killed in that fashion where they're just laying dead in the streets. But I don't I don't need that to happen to me to understand that it shouldn't happen, right? Crazy, crazy shit like that should never happen where a government is looking at its people like cattle. Or you just... You just decide, oh, well, I got a billion dollars. Oh, I got a million dollars. Shoot them anyway. Just tell them to disperse. Just shoot them. Just shoot them. You know, and it's sad. You know, we live in a sad world now where um, I'm thinking that it's it's possibly taken a very, very dark turn for the worse. And uh, this classism, uh, this racism, you know, uh, not that this has anything to do with race in Nigeria, you know, I, I could be wrong, you know, again, I'm having a, a part two to this just so I can have some folks who actually are from Nigeria kind of talk me, talk to me about the situation, how they feel, you know, this is definitely not the end of this, um, and again, I want you folks to uh, please take a listen, check us on out, um, check out the podcast, check out and research what is going on with SARS or S-A-R-S, now called SWAT, or S-W-A-T. Okay, again, SARS is the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, now turned into the Special Weapons and Tactics Unit. Slapping a different tag on it doesn't make it any different than what it was to begin with, folks. And um, I think that that is a good example of the presidency that is taking place in America right now. Just because one's called Republican and one's called Democrat doesn't mean that they're any different in the goal that they're trying to achieve. And that is to gain more power, more money, and more control. Um, Anyways, that is the end of my very first uh, podcast, part one to the NSAR situation, right? My first episode slash introduction. This is Big Wave Dave. Uh, closing it out from Big Wave Sound Media. All right, Big Wave Sound Media podcast. Come check us out. Come follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Please donate to the PayPal Cash App. BWD Sound is the Cash App, of course, you know. And uh, please, good people, good, good, good people, stay tuned. And uh, thank you very much.